Hello, and welcome to another episode of Myths and Stories, a Destiny 2 lore podcast. Today, we are continuing our, our updated version of Eris Morn. I guess it's not updated. I guess it's just the continuation of her story, what she's been up to since, since our previous series that we did a very long time ago. Uh, we are now on part five. Uh, we're doing. We're last time we started looking into uh, the period of time of Destiny um, season of arrivals when the Black Fleet started to show up, and we were getting messages. Uh, and the book we've been doing is the Singular Exegate. Uh, I had Myth look up the meaning of that and. We now understand we have been pronouncing it wrong, but we're going to continue to pronounce it the way I want to pronounce it because I like it. Uh, but we did look it up, and it's a messenger, or no, sorry, myth. It was a it was interpreter. Is that what yes, it was? Yes, interpreter, and specifically of like scripture. Yep. So very befitting for Eris to be the interpreter of these little one word passages that she had been receiving, or I guess not just her. Obviously, it was meant for all of us. But uh, anyway. Uh, we're gonna jump right into it. We're gonna go right back into the book. Um, myth, take take it away. Take take us take us in there. Yeah. So uh, last time uh, we read through kind of the first half of this lore book, uh, ending on um, Eris kind of having some some internal struggles around like, cause the last thing with the last chapter and message she got was just the word. Yes. Was like an affirmation. Uh, almost she interpreted that as like, maybe I'm doing what the darkness wants me to do. Maybe it's approving of my interest. Should I actually be doing this? Can I, uh, live, live up to like dealing with this power? Um, and she, she kind of, uh, reaffirms her resolve by the end of the chapter being like, okay, yes, I'm not going to give up my work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, funny enough, she says, until I have fried rice with pineapple and raisins. Yeah. Uh, I'm still, I'm still amused at the fact that pineapples don't, it, it, <laughs> they just don't exist in the yeah. future. I guess there there aren't any climates they have explored that are but, conducive but, to them. But that's the thing. But pine still exists, and apples still exist. Because they knew what those were. They knew, she knew what those two were, and tried yeah. to combine those two. And was like, wait a second. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So she that was the last chapter we read. We're gonna pick up right after that. Uh, with this next chapter, which is uh, entitled, and therefore the message that Eris received, is the word unborn. Uh, and it starts with her report to the vanguard uh, on this message, that report being, it preaches the philosophy of the books of sorrow, yours, scriptures, and the unveiled fragments. The Traveler is a false creator, guarding its creations with false law. We are dead things, made in the shape of the dead. The only true law is a violent winnowing. Whatever cannot hold on to existence does not deserve existence, and so forth. At least it is consistent. And then her own personal notes uh, below saying, 
The enemy suggests that our rebirth was an evil mistake. How Gnostic they were. A cult, a fleet, a school, a horde, who believed that the source of all suffering was not in our poor choices, but an error of the world's creator, a false, deluded god. Mara would laugh or weep. Was my rebirth an evil? Is it true that guardians are reborn to face pain? We are endlessly besieged by a tortured cosmos. Secretly, I believe that most of us fall to exhaustion. Our ghosts love us and let us curl up inside to rest. My ghost, Bria, died to save me. If she were returned, would I want immortality again? I do fear immortality without choice. I would not want to go on as a prisoner in vex glass or a spirit trapped in the sea of screams. But my life is not a prison or a trap. And below emphasized almost with deeper uh, scratches to uh, write this last line. Uh, that line just states, it is not, meaning not a prison. Uh, and that's the end of that chapter. Yeah, so the, the, her message to the, to the Vanguard, I, I, I like where, what she's talking about here, like, the the darkness uh, talking about the books of sorrow your scriptures unveilment the, the unveiled fragments um which the book of unveiling um is what that last one the unveiled fragments do you remember when that book was released was that book come did that book come out after season of arrivals or was that with season uh let's look cuz that is a very good question because I know, like, um, obviously, Books of Sorrow and your scriptures, like, we would have had access to all of that stuff before. Um, though your scriptures, well, yeah, because we would have had access to Thorn in D1. So you, all of yours um, rantings would have been known to at least um, Eris. Uh, maybe not us, the player character, but for sure Eris. The Books of Sorrow, obviously, we found all of that through the through the calcified fragments when we went through uh, Oryx's ship uh, mm-hmm. back in D1. But I was curious on the unveiled portion. Yeah, so unveiling uh, actually came out with Shadowkeep. So well okay, before So this, this would have been... Yep, okay. So yeah, so this was definitely... So uh, all this stuff, public knowledge at this point then. Um, but the darkness is is kind of preaching this stuff. And at, at this time uh, in Destiny's hif- history, we still had this understanding of like the darkness was like one thing. We still didn't have a name for it. Like it... it Savathun started preaching as the witness and stuff like that, and um, but we still hadn't had any any name for it. So all we yeah. had was the idea of the winnower and the gardener, and then uh, of course that all of that that was that was put out there was the idea of the sword logic and the winnowing. You know that if if something cannot hold on to existence, it doesn't deserve to exist. So like it if something died, it was supposed to die because that's that that was its purpose in life type thing. Um, and and then she kind of muses there, like you know, <laughs> you know, it it may be crazy, 
but at least it's consistent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, good job, darkness. And then, like, her philosophy here on that, like, her reflection on that, I, I, she brings up some very interesting things, too. Like, uh, talking about how, how the darkness suggests that, that the rebirth of the guardians of, of the ghost coming back and bringing people back is evil. Like, like that thing died. You know, humanity died. It should, it should be dead. Like it, it was, it was winnowed. It was out of existence. That was its purpose. So for it to have been brought back, that suggests that the traveler is doing an evil thing, um, going against the sword logic, and and then it it it, <laughs> but it's it's the 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 second part here the 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 cult or whatever the the gnostic I I again I'm not familiar with with who or what that is but they had a belief that the source of all suffering was not in our poor choices but an error of the world's creator so again thinking of of that being applied to the traveler and the ghost like we we are we as guardians uh are are suffering but it's not our fault like it's the fault of uh the traveler like so we 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 we're stuck in this cycle of of death and rebirth because we didn't have a choice. Um, but then for her to go on and and to and to you know face you know kind of give it give it more life there, saying that it's it's true guardians are are reborn to face pain, and that we're kind of stuck in that endless cause endless tortured cosmos, but not really like. I mean, she even says it herself, you know, her, her ghost died to save her and therefore she's no longer mortal. But then musing on that of thinking of, well, if she was returned. Would I even want to be immortal? Like at that point in time, I'd be given a choice. Um, but then for, for, for Eris to then come back and be like, no, 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 no. My life is not a prison or a trap. And it's, it's almost like she's trying to convince herself of that with the yeah. last little, like, it is not like, who are you, who are you trying to convince Eris? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, some some interesting ideas here, and and knowing what we know now about the witness and their main goal to like give purpose to what they consider a purposeless universe, right? Um, yeah, I think in a lot of ways the witness would view. I I don't know that the witness honestly subscribes to sword logic in the way that the hive interpret it. I don't um, I don't think so either. I think they they used the idea of sword logic as a means to grant purpose to things that didn't have any. Sure. Uh and because that's that's their whole thing. That's their whole goal is give a very direct and finite purpose to everything that exists in the universe. So, and, and in their mind, that means everything is happening for a reason and that is correct and good. Uh, and to them, if something dies, the reason for that death is because they, they didn't either, A, they didn't have a, a, a purpose to fulfill, their purpose was already fulfilled, or the fulfillment of something else's purpose required that death. And to like undo that is to undo that purpose in a way, which is very antithesis to what the witness is all about. Right. Um, and I, so the, the idea of like these things died, 
they fulfilled their role in whatever this grand scheme is, uh, and then for the traveler to be like, nope, they're back, uh, is is a very like sacrilege thing to the witness. Yes. Uh, and the um, Gnostic uh, reference there. Um, so that is in reference to a particular belief system, uh, Gnosticism, uh, which is the belief that human beings contain a piece of whatever the divinity is uh, that created everything. Um, the Gnostic belief is that like when that divinity created things, um, they put a piece of themselves into everything they created. Uh, and you can kind of see some relation between that yeah. and like the traveler and the ghosts and like with the light and stuff. Yeah. Right. Bringing people back via the, the light. <clears throat> so there's some, some comparisons there. Uh, and yeah, Eris, like, like you said, at the end is kind of like, I will not be, a prison to myself. I just, I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. Like who is she trying to convince? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but no. So that brings us on to the next message she received in the next chapter, which is just titled purity and her, uh, message to the Vanguard in relation to that says, this logograph suggests purification through reduction, ablution, or sacrifice. It may draw an ironic comparison between the Taken and our own relationship to the Traveler. I'm sure the idea that we are light Taken is a popular heresy, but the difference should be plain. We do not lose the capacity to choose. We make our own fate and then her personal notes underneath which say the translation is not as clear as i suggested to zavala as i told my friend purity is hardly pure of meaning there are many interpretations as a student of hive lore purity makes me recall the final shape that which remains when all that can be removed has been removed. But the hive are a skeletal cult of misery and reduction. The true enemy is rich with nuance. It challenges me. Why does the traveler strip us of our old identities? As a guardian, I never craved a past. Everything I cared for was in front of me. I could see my people, I could touch them, I could fight for them. But when I lost my ghost and the light, trapped in the gunpowder tunnels of the disemboweled moon, I cursed the traveler. It left me no childhood memories to comfort me, no parents or cherished friends waiting in the city, no one to whom I could devote my return. Just Ariana, Sai, Omar, and Vel haunting me. Of course, I have never considered this before. There is a more generous interpretation of the Traveler's amnesia. 
The traveler believes that if we are freed of our past wounds and fears, given power and a new start, that we will choose to be good. We will abandon all lesser causes to defend humanity. We will choose others over ourselves. Perhaps this is why the traveler never speaks. Its voice is too loud to be anything but coercion. It waits, breathless, for us to make our own choice. And then a small space, followed by another scribble underneath that says, Anina's ghost sent me a message. She found viable pineapple seeds in an archaeology vault. She wants me to grow them. And that's the end of that chapter. Oh, that's that's super sweet. Um, okay, well, let's take it from the top of this one then. Um, right off the bat, that idea of us being a light taken, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's more spot on than I realized. Yeah, like, in a lot of ways. Again, the 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 main difference being, you know, we we make our own fate because we have like any taken that we come across in the system are, I guess, inherently paracausal because they are taken. They're taken by the dark, so they have no they they, they have no will. Like part of being taken is like your will is to, you're stripped of your will, you're stripped of your identity. Like you are just a drone at that point. We as light bearers are kind of the same. We're stripped of our old identities, but we're not stripped of our will. We we have that that capacity to choose. We can we can make our own fate. But very very similar. I I I really like that idea yeah. of us just being light taken. And in in some ways we're we're stripped of our past, but we're also I don't I don't know that it's like removed so much as suppressed. Sure. Um knowing what we know now, we know that it's possible to get it back. Yep. Uh via um you know crow getting all the memories of Aldrin from Savathun, uh, as well as um, we'll, we'll actually do this reading uh, in an episode prior to Final Shape, but uh, there's an investigation that the Vanguard do into the reflection pool in Savathun's throne world, and uh, there's a guardian as part of that investigation that uh, rem- like memories, suppressed memories are brought back by it. So um, so it is just a suppression then it's not a full like brain wipe. I think so. Uh and we we also know that personality traits continue. Like right. again Aldrin and Crow show very similar personality traits, very similar uh kind of compasses of like adventure and uh you know being that kind of smooth talking roguish uh character. Uh just one of them you know, one path as Aldrin led to the Black Garden, which seems to have twisted things for him from there on. And the other path is Crow, which didn't have some of the pressures Aldrin did and uh, had very different life experiences that shaped who we know them to be in the game now. Um, right. But still, you know, some of that underlying, like just the, the, pieces that make them who they are from a a personality standpoint and like 
just habits and things are still there. Yeah. Well, and, and again, like it's, it's, I see, and that's, that's where I think it comes back to that idea of suppression. Like if it was completely yeah. wiped then like all that personality stuff wouldn't be there, but it's just suppressing memories themselves um, rather yeah. than like complete wipe, complete brain wipe, you know, cause then like how, how would we know how to talk? <laughs> right here, race. Like if we if we were rezzed as just like a brainless thing, like we would be a taken drone. Like we would just be a, a nothing, an empty shell, following orders. But it, but the light very much definitely. I, I think the, the light very much wants us to have that that ability to choose, just by nature of the light. Like it wants to see: Will we choose good? Will we choose evil? Are we inherently good? Are we inherently evil? Yeah, and I, I think that is a important nuance um, that it's in other lore readings, and I think just generally people have, have seen, uh, the community uh, has seen, like, guardians being raised as a as something being taken from them. Those old memories are removed. They're taken away by the light. Uh, and I, I think what you said is spot on and and kind of what Eris is pointing to. It's not that it's intention is to take away the previous life. It's that it's intention is to allow us to choose without any prior bias. And well, and she says it even further down here too, you know, perhaps this is why the traveler never speaks. His voice is too loud to be anything but coercion. Like if if you were brought back at, in in and this this by this almighty being, this deity that just brings you back to life and and is like, okay, hey, come worship me, and you're like, okay, I like you brought me back to life. Why wouldn't I worship you? Like yeah. it, it's, I I like that idea of like it 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 is silent because it just wants to see what happens. And and again, thinking back to the unveiling books, like that's very much what was told to um, the the witness through those books was that the winner put put paracausality in the universe, but didn't want it, like didn't want to interfere with it. Just wanted to see what would happen. So then puts itself in and just as an observer. Yeah, um, I, I I I do think that's probably a big part of why we haven't. Why the travelers never communicated with us directly because any any communication would would be taken as like a message from God, <laughs> essentially. Exactly. And then we'd have a whole nother like I mean we had we had the the cult of Osiris going for a while and that was just one dude talking. Right. This is a deity that's been resing people left and right for you know what ten ten years, <laughs> ten fifteen yeah. years or so like probably i don't know no more than 10 or 15 years i mean in game lots of time but right but like hundreds of years like yeah like pre-city age like back to the back well and that's that brings up another point too um what was it uh the 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 idea of that uh the the air says it here uh the traveler believes that if we're freed of our past wounds and fears given the given power and a new start we will choose to be good we will abandon all lesser causes to defend humanity we'll choose others over ourselves in the beginning that wasn't true we had warlords we had the risen Mm -hmm. we had i mean we had evil fucking people that were just like i'm gonna i've i'm a god i'm gonna run around killing and pillaging and destroying everything around me like why wouldn't i i i 
I can wield lightning bolts and shit. Like, why would I not do that? Right. So it's again, but but it's that choice. It, after so many cycles, and, and and again, maybe that was just that's just. <laughs> it's it's funny to think of like evolution happening amongst guardians. Like, yeah, they, they've I mean, been risen, and ev- and evolution happens, right? Like, there's all this warring, and and like I'm just gonna take land, and eventually you kind of like start getting a governance going, and we kind of like settle back into these roles of like, okay, maybe we don't need to be running around killing ev- killing each other and killing off people, and maybe there is a bigger threat out there that we need to be worried about. Well, and even in those. Even in the the Dark Ages, the the original like years of the Risen, people like the fact that the Traveler has given people that choice by nature of it being a choice means that they can choose to be good or bad. Uh, So I don't think that the warlords and whatnot being around was a miscalculation or anything by the Traveler. I think it's just like. Yeah, there are going to be consequences of people being able to make this choice. And in the end, one side or the other of that choice is going to prevail over the other side. It's, uh, it's funny because that's 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 almost sword logic. In in some ways, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Good will I, I think bad, right? Like that's... I think the difference. I think the difference is that the traveler is and you know. Maybe not the traveler directly, but the the light in general. The the gambit here isn't necessarily that one side will kill the other. It's not sure, that only one sure. side can can exist and the other must cease to exist. It's that the philosophy of one will end up prevailing as the the ben the more beneficial for everybody. And that doesn't mean that some people that don't have that philosophy there there were warlords that were evil pieces of shit that were killed. But there were other warlords that did not great things that over time their philosophy changed and they came to be in line with the other guardians. Look at Shax, for example. Hashtag Shax. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So like there there are... Whereas sword logic is like only one side can exist. Uh... I think the light is more, you know, only only one side will be beneficial, but it can be beneficial while the previous side's members still exist if they, you know, if they themselves change and become a part of it. I like it. The in, Another interesting thing, going back to the whole light taken idea, um, thinking about the real take, you know, the taken taken uh knowing that darkness is all mental energy uh, is all psychic energy i uh, i wonder if it's not necessarily that the taken are being i don't know i don't know that it's functionally like they're being reduced to brainless things they're being reduced to like whatever their will is whatever whatever their top priority as a being was is overwritten by whatever took them like it's it's this idea of let's say oryx takes a a cabal sure uh 
because of how the darkness works, I see that not as Oryx like wiping the slate clean necessarily on that cabal and stamping it with an order and it goes and follows that out. Functionally, that might be how it appears. But I think what what's happening in practice is Oryx is his mental capabilities are so much stronger than that cabal's that the cabal has no like is linked to him almost in a way and it will always have the same motivations that oryx does because oryx's motivations are so much stronger than its so it's overwriting whatever the thought pattern of that cabal was so i'm curious if there's a suppression happening there too right like could something something be untaken untaken? yeah 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 maybe i mean we we know when they're leaderless they just kind of wander (laughs) on out like they really do like just drone out they don't do anything like all the and that's i guess that's the interesting thing too is the power to take died with oryx well yes and no Oryx is the the last person we have confirmation that was able to take, but supposedly he learned that from the witness. Oh, sure, 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 sure. So um, I would assume the witness can also is, do can that. Still take well, and and we even see evidence of that in the in the garden. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, when we're going after the uh, machine gun, yeah, we're following uh, Ronan because uh, there's taken in there at that point, and it's like, why would there be taken in the garden, like? Because seems yeah. that seems odd for that to be there because, again, w- when we look at paracausality in the garden, the only time it was there was with the black heart, and you know we went through the whole thing with that when we talked about the the vex, but for there to be actual taken there, like we we assume that to be like the witness is like cleaning house. It's like yeah, like it did it did something, and then realized that we were starting to uncover like hey, there's more to this than than the witness then what's presented to us in front of us the witness is like oh nope can't have them finding that out and just starts trying to wipe us out as fast as it can and wipe all the evidence out yeah so no some some very interesting ideas presented there well Uh, and one last one here and i don't know why this bugs me one two three four yeah she doesn't mention um of her original fire team toland well, I I have to imagine it's probably because she she blames Toland a little bit, <laughs> like cause maybe I I would have to go back and see exactly what she saw, but if I recall correctly, I, Toland like they got down, you know they they got into the the Hellmouth or at least uh, the group of them did. I think one or two died just trying to get into it, right? Um. And as far as I remember, Toland like essentially told them like, "Good luck, I'm out," and just I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> wandered his way to where he was wanted to to go down there, uh, and he very, very much, much was there under under just like I just I'm yeah. a warlock. I'm gonna study shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do the warlock thing. Like the fire team is here just because for whatever. Like he needed yeah, someone to get him in. Right, to get in the front door, and then past that, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't give a shit about you guys anymore. Very selfish warlock. Yes, uh, very, very obsessive with uh, hive magic, specifically like the death songs, if I recall correctly, from the death singers right. and such. So no I, warlock I is imagine ever obsessed over anything to the point of like creating a cult around them or anything. No, of course not, never. Uh, so I imagine she doesn't include them there because she 
sees him as like he's the reason one of the reasons they were all in the situation <laughs> they were in like maybe if they'd had a little bit more maybe if they had a well or something maybe they would have survived <laughs> i don't know uh, but yeah so uh plus we know he's he's still kind of floating around so this is true but uh that brings us to the next chapter and the next word uh so that being conviction uh, and the report that Eris sends to the Vanguard is very short. It just says, the enemy is convinced of the rightness of its cause. Uninteresting. And then the personal notes down below are much longer and say, I saw a strange ghost yesterday lurking among my supplies. Normally, they do not come this close even when their guardians do. They fear possession by the pyramid. But this one had an air of a spy. The enemy warns me of great atrocities couched in valor, violence born from supreme conviction. This message is an extension of the camouflage logograph, a warning against my own comrades. Sometimes, death does not come from a disease, but the body's immune reaction. Under pressure, oxygen becomes poison. Good things, Mara says, can make us sick. Zavala is not a marionette. He is a strategist. His guardians are all tacticians. They love when some grand new threat appears— but when it is defeated, they become restless, and they use their bold victories as proof that Zavala is a timid leader. But he is not swayed by the hot-blooded elite. He fears victory disease. What will happen when our mighty newborn guardians, accustomed to swift victory, meet a grinding, tedious foe? And he worries for the thousands and thousands of weaker light bearers who rush after their heroes and die forever. No more ghosts are being created. We are pouring from a shallow cup. He would do anything to protect the last city. Such is his conviction. Would he kill me if he thought I was turned? I think it would wound him horribly, but he does love to be hurt by his duty. Another space before continued scrawlings. Anina returned with the pineapple seeds. Io does not support agriculture, so I made a loam out of treated soil, asteroid powder, and a bacterial paste that looks like bullion. I will plant the pineapple seeds in this little garden. I hope their roots are not too big. I have only a little room to grow. And that's the end of that one. I'm pretty sure pineapples grow on trees, right? <laughs> I'm not crazy, right? Like that's a pineapple plant isn't just like a like a bush or something, right? Um, this is a good question. Let me. I've never really thought I've never to, thought to look of a into pineapple, it, but right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know why this is like messing with my brain a little bit. 
No, it very, sure it's a full tree. It very much appears to be a bush. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe she does have enough room. I don't know. I don't they, anyway. they are pretty big. Like <laughs> uh, right, right. It's not it's not it's not like a little like like you know the, well, I mean if she's got enough soil to make a little a little like uh planter. She, yeah, that should be enough. Yeah, that should be fine. Yeah, she'll get a pineapple or two out of it. <laughs> yeah, One way I to like find it. out. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm so I'm so enthralled with the pineapple story that's happening with all of this. Um, anyway, uh, okay. So conviction, um, pretty straightforward. Like I, it's you know, enemies convinced they're doing they're they're righteous. They that they that their cause is just. Like they are the they are the correct one. Okay, cool. Like we get it. She very much kind of like shrugs it off. Like, cool. Yeah. We get it. Darkness. Like, you think you're right and we're wrong. Whatever. You're not. You're not helping anymore. Um, but then the the idea of this of this um, ghost, right? So, um, th- this this she found the ghost lurking amongst her supplies, and you know it's it's weird that that, that it would have the air of a spy and um, it it's it's almost like. It's almost like the 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 darkness is trying to like plant doubt in her, yeah. You know, and and again through this whole book we saw different things, right? Like in the beginning it was like give up the light, it it's bad, and then it's like if you don't give up the light, we're gonna come get it from you, and it's like okay, fine, whatever, do whatever you want. Like it's going through those different stages, right? And now it's starting like like at this point now it feels like it's trying to plant doubt just for the sake of planting doubt of like anything the darkness can do to be like look. You're on the wrong side. I'm on the right side. You need to join me. And then she goes into the into the whole talk of um, the idea that death uh, sometimes death does not come from the disease itself, but from the body's reaction to it. Um, and I love her example here. Under pressure, under pressure, oxygen becomes poison. She's talking about um, oh god, I can't the the bends the bends. Yeah. Yep when you when you're coming up when you when you've been underwater for so long. If you come up too fast, your the oxygen in your body uh, boils, I believe, and and like you you die. Um, so you have to like depressurize as you're coming back up, um, which I believe would be the same. I believe that'd be the same effect in space, right? Because space, uh, yeah, space any... outside of a outside of the atmosphere has no. There's no pressure out there. It's all. Yeah, going from high pressure to low pressure rapidly, I, I assume, would cause. Well, and going something from any similar. pressure. So, like the I know I know our atmosphere is is approximately fifteen pounds per square inch. Um, to go even to go from fifteen to zero is still a, a rapid change. So I'd, I I would assume that would be enough to do the same thing. Anyway, um, but yeah, then then to then to um, uh, to go into the idea of like what Zavala's. I guess philosophy is like his like way of life is um, saying he's not a marionette. Like he's, he's not, he's not there to like tell people what to think or anything like that. He is strictly a strategist. He is the commander. He's the Vanguard commander. He's a strategist. He's going to look at a battlefield and he's going to say, this is what I need. This is the supplies I need. He's going to look at very, everything very tactfully. Um, um, and every, all of the guardians are his, are, they're all tacticians to him. Uh, and the, and the big thing the the big thing she talks about like when something big comes along and and we defeat it 
guardians get a little antsy and they're like what's the big next thing she's kind of like poking at us the players. <laughs> a little bit yeah like like okay look we gave you a big baddie we gave you oryx and then you got all antsy and we gave you siva and you're like okay cool attack with that in five minutes what's next and you're like okay you little shits like calm the hell down like <laughs> the universe is a big place there's a lot of places to go there's a lot of places to look for threats from just be calm um but the idea that that zavala is not uh um He's not swayed by the hot-blood elite. He fears victory disease. What will happen when our mighty newborn guardians, accustomed to swift victory, meet a grinding, tedious foe? Something that isn't just a quick one-and-done thing. Something that has to be ran against. And then the follow-up of light bearers who rush after their heroes that and that, that die forever, they're gone. Like... All the ghosts that, and this is this is one thing that I I think we've touched on it several times, but this is one thing I think a lot of us forget. Every ghost that exists right now are all the ghosts that have ever existed and that will ever exist. Every single ghost was created all at once, and yes, there's like, I mean, in in theory, there should be at least ten billion ghosts, right? Like, that would be the thought. If there's if it's like a one for one thing, yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd say it's a pretty good estimation to say they're about 10 billion um, but with more humans being born every day like eventually there will be a point where there are more people than ghosts that ghosts just fail to exist anymore and she brings it up very poignantly of saying we are pouring from a shallow cup. Like they're they're very like we are rapidly becoming one sided, um, and then to to follow that up with Zavala's conviction is he would do anything to protect the last city. The last city is everything to him, and then to like kind of think about it like, does that mean that he would kill me? Like if if I was a poison, if I was if I was the good thing that that had become poison, would would he would he do away with me? Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> uh maybe. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh it is it's it's an interesting idea and I I I agree. I think there's is a little meta going on here of like, yeah. you know, I mean, the the what would happen if our guardians accustomed to a swift victory made a grinding tedious foe. Season of the Wish is what happens, <laughs> or the the last half of Season of the Wish is what happens. We're very we're very much at that point right now, and it's a little too on point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you have to log in every day, but just check in, just a quick like, hey, how you doing, Mara? You good? Yeah, everything's good. Dragon's still dead. Yeah, okay. Er- Eris, you good? Yeah. Zavala, Ev- Ikora, Shax. All right. Thanks. We'll see it. We'll we'll check in on you next week. That's all. That's all. That's all she's asking. <laughs> uh, but it is an interesting idea because they have done this thing where they have they have kind of canonized our guardians' uh, loot driven nature and <laughs> just by and and the sheer power that the player guardians have by comparison yeah. to a lot of like non player guardians. I mean, we're uh, we're taking down gods, right? Like, like we're we're actively killing gods left and right. I mean, we killed Savathun. Like as much as I, Savathun was just a light bearer. Like before she was light bearer, she was a god. And granted, she did, she kind of did herself in, and then became a light bearer. And now we have to deal with the consequences of that. 
but we're we're still taking down God. We took down Rulk. We took down mm-hmm. uh, you know Oryx. Like I mean, we're taking down gods. We took down Zol. We took down a worm god. Like it, 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 we <laughs> we're pretty goddamn powerful. <laughs> yeah, and to to offer the thought that there are consequences to that, not just not just being like uh oh the two two part the first part being because we are so powerful and because it's been canonized that our guardian is this is these you know bastions of what a guardian can be this thought of like player guardians are the here are like the celebrity and hero guardians that other guardians look up to and try to aspire to be and in doing so may put themselves in situations that they cannot survive. Uh, is it, is a repercussion that hadn't really ever hit me before. It hadn't really thought about before. Um, and the other being that like, okay, you have these absolute powerhouses that have defeated every foe that has ever come up against them. And they are, they are built to so death in our enemies what happens when there are no more enemies what right. happened like the end what's goal the what's the, the end, end goal right like the the end goal of of any kind of battle warfare or whatnot is is to win with the assumption that there will be a peace afterwards and i you know it, it's maybe touching on things i uh, a little closely in the real world, but like after a war is finished, the soldiers don't just like stop. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not just like, all right, back to citizen life. Like it's hard. I'm telling you right now, that is hard as shit. <laughs> Speaking from experience, that is hard as shit. <laughs> and I, I, she's alluding here and I, I don't know that they would do this in game in any way, but she's alluding here to the idea of like, we don't know how these monstrous, powerful beings are going to handle not having something to point them at anymore. Right. Because we've very much been that like, hey, look, there's a thing over there that has loot. Go take care of it. And we just, yeah. you know, balls first, rush in like, okay, cool. I'll throw myself against it as many times as it takes till till it's dead. And then, you know, like what you're saying, like what happens when that, when that, vacuum is gone like or when that when that's gone it'll create this vacuum of like well, what do i do next where's the next thing point it's like no you can sit down and like play chess if you'd like and like <laughs> yeah no i don't want to play chess i want to go blow shit up like okay well maybe play explosive chess with like nuclear <laughs> war no don't do that don't do that's bad uh shax's chess <laughs> yes yes but so it's 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 a very interesting idea. It's a very um I guess like what is our conviction? Yeah. I and, what is and the conviction of a guardian. I, I think that's another good question from this. Like, you know, we as the you know fourth wall breaking the players, like our conviction is we we wanna win. We wanna, you know, complete the raid and you know, finish out our bounty or finish out our collection or whatever it may be that drive someone get to the top of you know the the leaderboards and pvp or whatnot um but i it's it's posing that question to the players as well as the the in 
in universe character of like, yeah, what, what, what are you trying to get out of all of this? Uh, which is a a very interesting and deep thought experiment. <laughs> I don't I don't like it, Smith. Oh. I feel I feel like that means that like the obvious answer is that someday Destiny's going to end. I mean, all good things, right? I don't like it, Smith. I don't like <laughs> it at all. Well, we can put that aside and ignore it for the moment. Good. Uh, <laughs> Stick it in a box, shove it in the closet. We'll deal with that when it's next time to clean. Yep. But uh, that brings us to the next chapter and the next message, uh, which is petulant. Um, and Eris's message to the Vanguard in relation to this is a rebuke to Savathun for her interference. Perhaps she's jealous of our direct access to the pyramid. She led the hive to the darkness, but she has had eons to regret that choice. Could we exploit this? And just a note here, uh, throughout this season, Savathun has been actively trying to disrupt our ability to receive these messages um, via Nocris. Uh, who's kind of like working under orders from her. So that's the interference that uh, Eris is referring to. But then in her personal notes underneath, it says, I find the Guardian's collective study humiliating. Their channels are full of open speculation about me. Is she a hapless lackey of Queen Mara, an ancient proto-hive matron? And why did she offer to trade a bag of quartz chip data stores for a pound of breadfruit? Savathun, queen of all encrypts, Savathun, who has distorted these messages so badly that only the tenacious drifter can unscramble them. Why does the hive trickster want to prevent our contact with her god? Simplest answer? It's all a trick. You did exactly as I required, is her retort to any defeat. How can her plans be foiled when no one understands what they are? But would she dare defy the deep itself? Perhaps she would. Savathun's wretched existence is bound to the need to confuse. To understand her is to destroy her. Is she still set on luring us into a black hole? Some newborn universe where she can be a true god? Or was that all a lie too? Am I on the verge of some discovery that threatens her? Jupiter is always straight above. At night, the whole sky is afire. Tons of sulfur burning in the flux tube that connects Io to the Jovian pole. I burn my trash and the smoke drifts up forever. And the radio howls like wolves. And I find that I am lonely. And that's the end of that one. Oh, it's kind of sad. Um, okay. Uh, well, let's start at the beginning. Um, okay, so her message uh, to the Vanguard, um, just saying, saying about the, the word uh, petulant, 
Um, it's it's almost like the darkness knows that Sabbath. I I feel like I feel like it's not like the darkness knows. The darkness absolutely knows that Sabbath is, oh, yeah. is screwing at this. Like it has to. There's no way that the darkness wouldn't be. And 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 in this instance, when I say the darkness, I'm just talking. Um, I, I guess at this point, this would still be um, the witness primarily believe so yeah as like commander in chief of all pyramid ships and and darkness forces well and we know from i i forget what the season was technically called now but the season that dropped with lightfall um we know that all of the pyramid ships are in a way like a piece of the witness right um right. so yeah if, if these are defiance I think that was the defiant. Uh, yeah, but we we know then that these messages are seemingly coming from a pyramid ship. So I get therefore it's should be from him, yeah. the witness, yeah, or okay. it, yep. They. <laughs> it is a collective. So it is a collective. Yeah. So I guess the proper pronoun would be they. Um, okay. So anyway, so she's looking. She's looking at this, and and you know as a as kind of like a the darkness like shaking their finger at Sabathun like you naughty petulant child like yeah get the hell out of here quit interfering with this shit um but then she likes it like she likes the idea like you know can we exploit this like can we yeah if there's there if there's division between yeah. the witness and Sabathun like maybe that's an opportunity for us i mean that's that's <laughs> how that's how you defeat a powerful foe right like especially in a military um situation like if there is if there's any type of doubt or dissension among the ranks like if you can drive a wedge into it and get it further and further and further apart and eventually break it down now you're dealing with smaller factions and even those factions might start infighting and stuff like that then then it's not your problem anymore then it's like okay well i've dealt with like they're they're fighting themselves over there that's no longer my problem i'm no longer a threat to them and i can just go on existing um but yeah so that that idea of like Maybe maybe Sabathun is jealous of us. Maybe, um, and and she hits the <laughs> she hits it on the head a little too obviously throughout <laughs> this whole message. Uh, she led the hive to darkness, but she had eons to regret that choice. Oh yeah, hundred yes. percent regrets that Very choice. Like we know so. that now. Like she wants nothing of that. Like she wants to be free of everything, free of the light, free of the dark, free of everything. Um. So yeah, it's. That was a little too on point there to think of that one. Um, I do, I do like how she talks about herself uh, through the eyes of the guardians of like both herself and Sabathun, right? Like the 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 guardians' collective studying of her, not just her, but but her initially of like is she a, is she a lackey of, of Queen Mara, is she an ancient proto-hive matron? I like to think of her in that one. Uh, you know, why, why'd she trade a whole bag of, of courtship data stores for just a pound of breadfruit? What, what is wrong with her? Like, is she crazy? Is she not? Like, what is going on over there? And then Sabathun. Like, Sabathun is the queen of all encrypts. Like, her whole thing is to be misunderstood. Like, and, and then later on she says, you know, to understand her is to destroy her. If you could... Sabathun will say shit just to just to screw with us. The whole, the whole thing, like, you know, if, if we defeated her, oh, well, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. And you're like, but but you're bad. Like, I was supposed to defeat you. And she's like, yep. And then you're just like, well, now I'm confused. And she's like, good. 
And that's that she's then one, like just any type of misunderstanding. Again, we started to think of it as like she's the god of trickery and deceit and stuff like that. But it's more than that. It's it's different than that. She's very much the the god of mis misinterpretation, misunderstanding. Yeah. Uh and and we saw that through her message through the thrall of like if a thrall can't understand your thing, then you're doing good. Um it it does bring a funny image to mind for me of like you know kids when they they play pretend or whatever and they're like okay, you're the good guy and I'm the bad guy or whatever. And uh you know one of them would be like, "Well, I shoot you with my laser beam." And the other would be like, "Well, I have a laser beam <laughs> repellent shield. They're like, you're, you're just making shit up. So you don't lose like that. That's the idea yep. that I get sure with Sabathun of like, well, you did exactly what I wanted. Like, are you sure you just don't want to admit that maybe we got one up on you? <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think you're right. I do like that idea. And again, going back to the petulant child, right? Like the yeah. whole, this card is petulant. Like Sabathun is like the queen of petulousness, right? Like, well, I hit you with a laser beam. No, my hand was on base and I've got a laser beam with shield. You're like, what base? What are you talking about? Like, you're yeah. just making up rules now. Yeah. You're yeah. Just making this shit up. So yeah, it's, it's again, that's it, it, but it plays to her strength. It plays to her worm. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly what she wants. Um, so yeah, like it, it, again, everything through this, Eris is really hitting all these points just on, just on point, you know, would she do, the one question that that I find interesting too? Would she dare defy the deep itself? Like we know now, absolutely she would. She hates right. it. Like she doesn't want any part to do with it. But at this point in time, it's like, would she? Would she? I, I mean, I don't know. At this point in time, I, it it'd be questionable if she would actively defy the deep. Like if the yeah. deep were to tell her something, she would just turn around and be like, no. I think she would do it covertly. I think she would do it the way she did do it, where she would she would create that idea of like, well, hey, I have devotion. I devoted myself to the to the darkness. I have bravery. I ha- I self sacrificed. Look mm-hmm. at me. I did all the things. Like I checked the box and all this stuff. Will Will you see me now, traveler? And in, in that whole scene where she like pulls the ice shard out of her out of her side and dies, um, and it would it would have been like a such a fitting point of the traveler to just be like, okay, I see you. Now go away. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. If the traveler hadn't rest her, just been like, good. Like you screwed up. Like we were gonna come help you, and that was the whole big lie in the first place, right? It was the idea that the traveler was came to uh, fundament to help the krill was originally gonna give the krill the light, and it was just another planet on the path leading to the soul system eventually, right? Like, yeah. It, it, that big deceit, that big lie for the darkness to know that and then use it against them and tempt them first and be like, Hey, we can give you immortality. We can make your people live forever. You know, we can make you the mother figure. We can make you the, the, the God of knowledge. We could, we could make you the God of war, like to give these to these three sisters and then to set for Sabbath to finally see this eventually. And the whole, t- I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, the whole time they're leading down, Sabbath is kind of questioning it. Um, talking to her father's familiar and all that stuff. Um, I think at that time, again, I'd have to go back and, and reread to be for sure, but I, I'm pretty sure at that time, she's kind of the driving force that keeps them going. Okay. I, can, but I, she's, I remember it. She's definitely one of the first to start questioning after yeah, 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 everything. Yeah, yeah. 
Yep, because I, I remember her like saying, like, no, we're on the right path. We're doing the right thing. But then I remember another entry where she's like, um, are we doing the right thing? Like, yeah. Really? Freaking no? Like, maybe we're not. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, so again, it's 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 just it's a lot of this is just too on point is yes Eris <laughs> knows exactly what's going on here too yeah it, it is it's interesting also to think that when Sabathun had had her worm really all that was needed and you know I, I make it sound simpler than than it is of course but really all that was needed was for somebody to perfectly define every truth, like every deep down truth about Savathun, and she would have just died, essentially. Like it, I never even thought of it from that point of view. Like we really could have just defeated her if we could just understand her, right? But then the second she says something to like retort, it just confuses a that further. Of confusion. Of like, yeah, yeah. So it, it's an interesting idea of like, you know, could could anyone ever actually understand her to that depth? Uh, but if they could, presumably the, the instant they did, she would just shrivel up and be gone. Yeah. Like, because. But now it's now and now it's too late. Like she's a, she's a life right now. Like now it's not an option anymore. She has immortality. Yeah. A, a more true immortality than she had before. Yeah. Well, and I guess that's a that's a point on to itself, right? Like the darkness preaches about how immortality, ba- like if you exist, you exist because you should, and you've killed everything around you. But even that thing isn't nothing is nothing in this universe is guaranteed as a permanence, right? Except for that one final shape. Hmm. It's it's funny because it like it preaches one thing and then like with an asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With tiny little print down at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think from the witness's point of view, like the the means justify the ends. Like yeah. any oh, anything anything that is used as a tool to get to the final shape means that its purpose was to yep. be a tool to get to the final shape. Yep. And everything that happened in between there, like those details don't matter as long as they get to that yep. end. Point A and point B, the the beginning and the end is what matters. Everything in between is just fluff. Yeah, as far as the witness is concerned. So, but uh, but no. So that brings us then to the next one, uh, which is titled "Camouflage." I, uh, and this one, I uh, in the message to the Vanguard, Eris again keeps it short and sweet, saying, "Meaning unclear, perhaps." simply a threat. We are hidden closer than you know. In her personal notes underneath, she says, Now I am hiding the truth even from my own friend. I do not want to make them distrust the vanguard, but I am sure that this warning is genuine, and that it points to a threat in our own ranks. There are inflections to this logograph that speak of a killer hidden in plain sight. I must not become paranoid, as Sang Xuan did, but I think the warning is for me. I think the enemy wants me safe from my own kind so that I will continue to receive its messages. And share them with my friend? Is that my true purpose? Am I only a conduit 
for their corruption. I am convinced that the absolute interdict upon knowledge of the darkness is misguided. We can understand the enemy without falling under its sway. If I can pass through darkness and return, so can others, perhaps under my guidance. Perhaps I can be a teacher. Mara would be horrified if she knew, afraid for me, but my queen herself stole Oryx's power. Can communion with the Black Fleet be so much more dangerous? I planted the pineapples. They have already blossomed. The Golden Age agriculturists must have tweaked them for growth and hardiness. Little purple thistles that delight me. Anina asks after their health. I am suspicious of her. She is too eager to please. And who knows which faction that snooping ghost reports to. Was it hers? And that's the end of that chapter. I'm telling you, man. Sowing just a little little deceit there. Just, just a, a little, little bit. bit of doubt. Just to screw with, with Eris is just enough to... I don't know. I think Eris is smarter than that. I think so, too. I, I like to think that. And it, it's interesting because knowing what we do... I like the enemy is close. You know, we are hidden closer than, you know, yeah. I guess that could be a couple things. Um, Cause at this point, Savathun has not taken over Osiris. So that there, there isn't that connection. Right. Um, well, and uh, did that happen at the beginning of beyond light? Yes. Cause that's when season of the undying Came with out pro with with or season of the hunt. Excuse me, season yep. of the hunt. Season yep. of the hunt into chosen. Yep, yep. That would have been. Oh man. So I guess maybe it's maybe like that is a threat. A reference that 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 is something that's, like that's going that's to coming. happen. Yeah. Or or maybe you know, it's just that like hey, Savathun is trying to find a way to get into your ranks. Yeah. Um, which she would definitely want to intercept in that case. Uh, oh, because she wouldn't want us to. She right. Savathun knows that we're intercepting and interpreting these messages. She wouldn't want us to know that the darkness is like warning. Is this really a warning from the darkness? Did the darkness literally just call out Savathun? Was like, hey, she's planning to take over one of your own. You need to look out for this. And she's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, nope, can't tell them that. <laughs> I mean, Savathun is kind of as much the darkness's enemy as ours at this time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I have to believe the witness knew that she was actively working against him at that point. Had to have. There's no way that, like, with all the power and 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 grandeur that the witness has, there's no way. But I mean, I you say that, and I say that, but then we look at the collapse. The witness was here, and it dropped True. its 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 precious little veil, and and I say dropped like as if it was like lost a contact lens. <laughs> I keep going. I keep I keep referring to the veil as like a contact lens of the darkness or of of the witness, and he like dropped it in the soul system, and then was like, "Shit, I must have lost it back at back at home," and then just like leaves, like left the soul system. Was like that's where <laughs> that was the last place I had it. So clearly, it's not there. Clearly, well, it's got to be back in the house. We we had talked about it before that like. It's very possible he knew where it was the whole time and was retreated in in a bit of a guise to like 
sit and let the traveler heal itself because he needed it restored in order to, to in order to go inside yeah yeah in order to enact his plan so because he only started moving once that light wave went out which yep. was the traveler kind of being healed Wake, or, or waking up i should yeah. say oh so maybe oh that that then brings down another idea too like did the traveler shut itself down on purpose like if the traveler knew what was going to happen if the traveler knew the darkness was closing in. The collapse is happening around it. Systems are getting lost. Mara's booping into her own little universe. Like, the Traveler looks at all this and goes, well, shit, the only way I can continue to go or the only way I can keep this battle going, like, can I play the long game of, like, shut down into, like, full power? Because, again, we don't know what the Traveler is. We, right. I, I keep thinking of it in the sense of a, of the great machine, right? From the Elixir's point of view of like, it is a machine machine. It has a power source. It can turn that, you know, if you shut that power source off, then the machine shuts down. It doesn't die. It's not living. Um, but yeah, like could it enter such a low power mode that like the witness can't do anything to it. And therefore now the witness, like the witness can't do anything to it. So then it's like, well, shit, I, I can't, I, I need to retreat and regroup and kind of rethink my attack on this. And in that confusion, Sabathun's like, yoink. Yeah. Fails mine. I, I, I think that that could very well be part of it. Um, And if we, if we do think of it, even if we don't think of it as a machine, but more of a sentient being, because uh, in season of the witch, um, uh, Imaru says that like, Hey, even though your ghost hasn't said this, the traveler is just screaming right now. <laughs> uh, I remember that one. Like just endlessly screaming in pain. Yeah. Um so Not that cool. the I you know, and may, maybe he's uh attributing you know something emotional to something mechanical, but if we take what he says at face value, then like there's there's at least the ability to feel that sure. the traveler has. Yep. Um, but I, I like the idea of maybe it was a conscious decision of like, okay, I, you know, the, the people I am protecting have no hope against this thing. Yeah. have no hope against the witness and the forces of the witness. I know that it needs me intact. So if I disperse, all of my energy out of me, the witness can no longer accomplish its goal. And if I can at the same time, you know, two birds, one stone, if I can at the same time through that dispersal, give these people the ability to maybe one day defend themselves from the witness. Dude, that's a huge game. Did it just play the same gamble that Mara did? Well, I, I guess what, What's the Mars, to Mars? Mars, sorry, Mars gamble of like she she went up against the the dreadnought, knowing she's gonna die, and in order to slip into the ascendant realm, and then she gets in the ascendant realm, she's like, okay, now I have to just sit and wait, and hope I, to I, God yeah. that the guardians can kill Oryx so I can get the hell out of here. In like, in uh, that way, yes, I think it's a very similar idea. Uh, the the traveler's dispersal of its energy, aka the ghosts, yeah, was yeah. like all right. The big I'm gamble. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep for you know as long as I can. A because my power is now gone out uh, into these little ghosts, and B because I know as long as I'm powered down, 
the apocalypse can't happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 an integral piece of the apocalypse, and therefore, if I don't, if I can't, if I don't, if I sit on the sidelines and put my fingers in my ears, I'm not contributing. Yeah. Going la 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 la. You can't talk to me. You can't hear me. Like that's. I feel like that's what the traveler did at the collapse, and yeah. it kind of worked. <laughs> and and that that would make sense from a, a certain point of view as well. I know we're very off base with the the lore happening. We did. Uh, I, I know. I kind of jumped but, topics a little bit. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think it's worth talking about. If we if we think about that from a timeline perspective, it makes a certain amount of sense. So, traveler disperses the ghosts with the idea of go out, create, give these people the ability to defend themselves from the thing that will one day come back. Sure. I uh, it puts it powers itself down. The the witness I'm assuming knows where the veil is. I know there's a scene in Lightfall where it like touches the traveler and gets the vision of it. Sure. But I I I don't think that's like it discovering that might be it discovering its exact location. Of, I think that's more. The it's thing. on like Niamuna it, at these coordinates, kind of it thing. Knew it was in the in the soul system, but it was it was like well because the the traveler powered down. There's no reason for me to go looking for it. Right. Like, I can't do anything about it right now, so I'm just gonna leave. Right. So I I think the, kind the of, witness kind of it like almost like it's seeding itself to the long game, right? Like yeah, it's absolutely it's saying, Okay, you wanna play the long game? I'll play the long game right along with you. We're both immortal beings. We'll just it, what is time? Time is nothing to an immortal. Exactly. Yeah, like, it, the witness just the like game? I'll play the long game. All right, I'm gonna go out and, you know, recruit, you know, replenish my forces, do what do whatever is needed, and then I'm just gonna hibernate until I get yeah. Uh, a, you know, something that tells me that the game is back on. Yeah. I, uh, and the, the traveler's hand was forced with gall. Like yep. it had to take action against gall. So it did knowing that by doing so it was going it to set that chain of events, set that chain of events off because yeah. after it wakes up, the very next thing the traveler does that we see is it, it starts repairing itself. Yep. And you know, again, that's that would make sense if it's like, all right, I know this thing is coming. I see that now that I have, you know, very powerful, capable, you know, defenders of the civilization. Now, I'm going to start repairing myself to make sure that, like, I am in the top shape I can be for when all of this is going to hit the fan. So it's it's interesting. It's it's almost like the the again kind of going back to the idea of like what does paracausality do in in a universe that never had par that sh shouldn't have had paracausality like all these other universes going back to like the garden game um creating all these universes that don't have paracausality and then this thing introducing it and then saying well i need to monitor it but i can't interfere with it i can't touch it but then the other side going well if you're going to stick it in there i'm going to do everything i can to snuff it out like that paracausality yeah. shouldn't be there. So it started off as like a as a quick like, hey, don't do that. I'm gonna do it anyway, and then turned into this war, this giant war of like, I have to snuff it out. Everything, everything, and then and then for it to fall. But again, kind of coming back to the witness, like what the witness was a people. It was a race of people. It wasn't the original winnower. Correct. And so for it to have the light at some point in time, it had eons of a golden age, and then for it to find the veil and then. And then, like, I'm curious if it finding the veil was just like a, a trick of the darkness too, like a, the darkness going, oh shit, the, the 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 darkness, the original Winnower 
going, oh shit, the gardener was right. If it puts paracausality in, then things will, you know, I will lose the game finally. And and it get it got jealous and was like, oh, well, here's the veil. And then introduced it to the people that had this. Because I'm assuming um, the witnesses people were the original, that, that was the original golden age. Like the first yeah. golden age of all time, you know what I mean? And we're we're in a weird scenario there because we don't, for a couple of reasons. A, we don't know the exact relation between traveler and gardener, original winnower and Vale. Yeah, like we we don't know what the actual what connections actual, are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If those entities, if the traveler and the Vale are the physical representation of those beings or if they're just tools used by those beings or, or what. Um, and by Asa's account, the traveler and the veil used to be one thing. Yep. So, and, but we don't know what happened to split them. All we know is that by the time the witnesses, people found literally dug up the traveler in the desert it was already separated from the veil and they discovered the veil via this connection that they found between the two, some, some kind of energy link that they could follow from one to the other, which knowing that that's how they found the veil originally makes a whole lot of sense as to how the witness was able to be like, ah, yes, that there's the veil. Cause I've already done it once. <laughs> I've already done it once. I found the, Oh shit. They've already used they that already energy used connection that energy before. To find it the first time. There's no reason why it shouldn't be able to just be like, oh, it's right there. So I think 110%, the witness had no concerns whatsoever when the veil went missing because it wasn't I feel important like we had to a its plans. Aha now. moment about the collapse than we did about anything else. And I know we did this in the middle of talking about Eris, <laughs> but I'm and I'm sorry that that's the way this train got derailed. But I've I feel really good about this aha moment. Yeah, oh, I I think so too. Like that. That all that makes a lot of sense to me. That does. All that's to say is that uh, Eris wants to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, going going back to it, um, Eris did kind of get us on this ballpark about the whole, you know, I. What is the the darkness, and can we still use it? You know, it is the she fully believes. Yes, we can understand the enemy, and not yep. fall under the sway of this corruption. Because um, if she did it, then everyone else could. Right. That, that's, that's kind of her, her that's idea. That's kind of her logic, yeah. And the, and the interesting thing, again, like she says, perhaps under my guidance. Now, I think she's thinking of a sense of like the darkness as a whole. My original yeah. thought was, you know, is she wanting to be the original teacher of stasis? But I I think it's because this, this is right before Beyond Light, mm-hmm. but well after the events of shadow keep so yes. she has already touched the statue excuse yes. me already had that kind of like taste of like oh i can use darkness i can wield it as an ability um but still kind of questioning herself and we talked about that through some of the earlier entries in this book too where she like she touches on it but she doesn't quite get there but yeah, and I I think maybe she's I think she's speaking a little more philosophically like I can teach people not to be afraid of this. I can teach people oh, how sure, to sure, sure. how to have mastery over this and not lose themselves. That it's a tool, um, it's not a it's right. not a over like it's not this all power like it can be an all consuming all powerful thing, but the light can be the same way. Right. And we've seen zealots of the light as well. So it's it 
Yeah, to think of it to, for her to be a teacher is like this is just another tool in your toolbox. I like yeah, that. and to to offer a little bit of um, meta commentary around this, I I I can't speak to exactly how true this is, but I I would believe it. I remember seeing articles, and I don't remember exactly what the evidence was, but I remember seeing articles. Uh, around Beyond Light's story, uh, specifically the trailer that was Eris, Elsie, and the Drifter um, using stasis, which does show up in game. Um, And that originally, uh, that story was going to be much more focused on on all three of them, not just Elsie. Uh, oh, sure. So, like, Eris and Drifter were going to play a much bigger role than they ended up playing in the, almost, the final almost cut. Like they were, almost like they were learning alongside us. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, that that, this, this card may have been written at that time as well with the expectation that Eris was going to be more of a teacher to us for Stasis specifically. Um, so, I do, I still, I do yeah. still like it as Elsie being the teacher. Again, yeah. with, the, with the, what was it? Was it... Um, was it the books that came with Witch Queen, where she talks about how she eventually learned yeah. stasis, where she's like through her time jump many her... lifetimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So yeah, no, I, I do like I do like that it is Elsie as as a as a bigger player because again she's she's more of the like I've seen where these entities and and specifically Eris like she saw where Eris was the first one to come to darkness and that like started everything right every downfall of every future timeline was like Eris Eris succumbs Eris learns darkness then succumbs to it and we all get fucked from there <laughs> <laughs> yes so for El- for it to be Elsie to be like no 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 let me be the teacher let me be the but like, even in those books I remember like she even like learns it from herself learning from Eris yeah like it's a giant time paradox of how Elsie even knows stasis so yeah it's yeah yeah so um but Enough about that. We'll move on. The uh, The next chapter and the next message here is titled Falling. Uh, and Eris's note to the Vanguard is another threat of imminent disaster. You declared a new golden age and our enemy declares a second collapse. They imply it is already in motion. Alarming. And then her personal notes. Free fall is indistinguishable from a stable orbit until you strike the ground. Are we already falling? Is our doom fixed? Have I missed the signs this time? I should ask Osiris. I should ask Ikora. I should ask my queen. I should conjure wretched Toland from the Sea of Screams and wring the truth from him. But would I be believed? There goes old Eris, they will say, howling about fingertips and revenge again. She is lonely, so she prophesizes doom. Zavala would believe me, but he would also call me in for rest. Ikora would set me in a library and take care of me, and I would be too glad of it to leave. I cannot. I cannot. Even my queen knows that some secrets must be kept in solitude. She will understand. She trusts me. I look forward to sharing a meal together. And that's the end of that chapter. 
I I had to giggle a little bit about the idea of <laughs> free falling is indistinguishable from a stable orbit until you strike the ground. Yep. She's not wrong. <laughs> what is it? Free orbit is just falling at the same rate that you're accelerating away. Is that what it is? You're you're falling at the same rate of of forward acceleration, therefore you you continue to fall, but because you're a pull and anyway, I you're I just falling in a circle. Exactly. You're falling in a circle. That's all it is. Um, and geosynchronous just means you're doing it at the same rate that the thing you're orbiting is moving in a circle. <laughs> everything everything is just circles, right? The whole world, everything is just orbits in circles. See, the traveler had it right. The pyramids are wrong. They're in yep. triangles. They're, we're in circles. There. Justified all of destiny. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's, it, again, this this idea of falling, like, what what does this message from the darkness even means? Like, do they, you know, is is it is it a an endless cycle of like one begets the other, begets the first, begets the other? The idea of like we've declared a new golden age. Okay, well we're going to collapse it again, and then we're going to get another golden age, and then they're going to collapse again. Like, is it is that thing still just uh, an endless cycle? Um, and then and then her idea, like you know, have I have I missed the signs of this? Like, are are we all is is she says is our doom fix, which I think she's uh, applying that to just humanity or, or the soul system. But I'm curious if, she, if there's like a bigger meaning to that. Is the entire universe is doom fix? Like, will there always be this cycle of like light comes and creates golden ages and then darkness comes and creates a collapse and then there's a this continuous thing? Because we see that throughout all of the areas that the that the travelers touch, even going as far back to the witness, right? Like, yeah. It, it, the witness finds it. It creates a golden age for them. They find darkness. Darkness collapses. They collapse in on themselves, create the witness. Traveler blips off into nowhere. Traveler comes to uh, um, uh, uh, Fundament, tries to create a golden age, and is beaten to the punch, so runs off. Goes to the Ecumene, starts to create a golden age, and gets beaten away. Goes to Harmony, creates a golden age, creates the, the great, the great, I can't remember what it's called, the mass, the, the the gift mast, gift mast. You know, hey, here's another idea of to create golden age. Nope, bye, get out of here. Goes to the goes to Reese, finds the elixir, creates a golden age. Darkness comes, collapse, runs off. Like we're all we're seeing is this endless cycle of golden age collapse, golden age collapse, yeah. golden age collapse. So it's 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 interesting to think like you know is our doom fix applying that to the entire universe rather than just localized to the soul system. Um, and then I love that. <laughs> should I ask Osiris? Should I ask Akor? Should I ask my queen? Those would be good ideas. Should I grab Wretched Tolan from the Sea of Screams and demand <laughs> yeah. it from him? But would you know? Would anybody even believe her? You know? Oh, there goes Eris. You know, finger t- on the tips of my mind and revenge and oh, prophecies of doom. That's I mean, that's what Eris is all about. So of course, that's what they're gonna see. You know, and then of course, going back to Zavala, like he'd probably believe me, but then. You know, he'd he'd tell me to like give it a rest and stuff, um, and it's but she knows that she can't, she can't give up this fight. Like she can't. Mm-hmm. Eris knows so much more than she is even she's even letting anyone else on. And she says just as much. You know, even my queen knows that some secrets must be kept in solitude, and we know that about the queen. Like the queen has secrets upon secrets. Like we still have no idea what the like the grand plan that she set in motion to like go into, into the ascendant plane and then like have the guardians defeat and then her to come back and essentially be ascendant is like, yep. is, is Martin ascendant now? Like, is she a Toland? Uh, I think in a lot of ways, yes. In other ways, she's something 
uh, she's something unlike anything else. Yeah, like, like yeah, she created her own pocket universe by blipping light and darkness together, and then created all the rules in there, and then came out of that, and then went in with bomb logic against sword logic and hid inside the ascendant plane, and then came out and literally remoleculed herself back into existence. Um, yeah. We still don't know why. <laughs> like, why <laughs> did she do yeah, all we, this? We don't have a full picture for sure. But, uh, but yeah. So, this brings us to the next and final chapter of this book, uh, which is titled Contact. Uh, and Eris's report to the Vanguard on that is, at last, another... Substantive message. The enemy's influence in our system may be more extensive than we realize. You must look for signs of its effect. Errors or crashes in vex constructs. Eruptions of empowered or self-destructive hive sorcery. Newly created scorn. Revels and expeditions by the worshippers of the narcissist emperor. Referring to Callus. Uh, her personal notes underneath say, Our enemies are turning to the darkness. The Red Legion is broken, the Almighty destroyed. The remaining Cabal will either join Callus's death cult or seek his daughter, Keitel. And the Fallen, we have driven them to the edge of survival. Turned them against each other. How many will look to the whirlwind for an advantage over their rivals? By pushing them from the light, we have groomed more supplicants for the darkness. We are in an arms race. If we do not learn to use our greater enemy's power, our lesser enemies surely will. I confronted Anina about the strange ghost. It was not hers, she protested. I asked her why she had been so generous to me, so eager to please. She confessed that she had come on behalf of her fire team, the guardians who are champions in the drifters' strange games. They wish to learn the ways of the darkness itself to descend into the underworld like ancient Inanna and return. They want what I have learned here. How easily they might be corrupted, and yet it thrills me to know that I would not be alone in my work. I sent her away. I fear the witch queen's spies. The pineapple blossoms are still growing, but now I stare at the purple flowers in the black soil, and I wonder about poison. I am no longer hungry. And that's the end of the book. Poor Eris, always alone. Oh, poor Eris. Uh, well, I, I, I'm glad this is more than just a, just a cool Jodie Foster flick. <laughs> contact see what i did there yeah. Ha -ha. yeah uh yeah i had to sneak that in there um 
but yeah, so it, it, she just is a very direct message, just straight up. Hey, the enemy's influence is in our system, probably more extensive than even we realize. Like we are, we are at like this being the last uh, message. This this is literally exactly what it means. Contact darkness is here. It, it this it's no longer a threat looming on the horizon. Like uh, pyramid ships are are starting to blip uh, planets out of existence. Uh, Io being one of those planets that does eventually get blipped. Um, yeah, it's this is this is everything. And for her to say like, look, you need to look for everything. Errors or crashes in the Vex constructs because they can't understand paracausality, so it it does just cause a crash for them. Uh, eruptions of empowered or self-destructive hive sorcery, like things that that would that would normally be looked at as a, oh, it's just a hive ritual. Now it's like they're sacrificing stuff for something bigger. Um, newly created scorn, like scorn had been around for a while now. Uh, what's been the end of two years of scorn? Yeah, um, being With forsaken. Yeah, yeah. So um presumably all the scorn that have been, that have been created are kind of like that's i feel like the scorn creation is the same as the ghost creation like that's it because like why would they need to build more if right. they are kind of like us they can just revive over and over again um and then you know the the revels and expeditions by the worshipers of the narcissist emperor which she really doesn't like callus does she <laughs> no um, but yeah it, it the idea that um, and and the one the one big one here too, our enemies are turning to the darkness. The Red Legion, any, anything that was left of of the of the Cabal as a whole, split into essentially what she said. There were two there were two ways they went. They either everyone joined Callus, which I don't think as many joined Callus as what I think originally. I think a majority of them went to Keitel, and Keitel was like, "My father was wrong, like abandon that." thought of that that way of life abandon that logic we are we are cabal like we drink the mountains we eat the seas uh, or sorry we drink the seas eat the mountains those are the frozen <laughs> sea i guess you could eat that yeah, um like yeah. shaved ice right like hey you want a pacific ocean no I'm, <laughs> stop it <laughs> um just the idea of like heidel like taking a big old scoop out of the pacific ocean going hey you want some hawaiian ice um uh, but like you know the the cabal got split there too um, but again, I think a majority of them stayed under the guise of under under the the command of of Keitel, um, and followed her. And then the fallen, the fallen split hard, like a majority of them. And again, the the next time we see them is the next season after this. That being Beyond Light, we see they've all joined House Salvation, like House of Darkness. Like let's let's go. There are very little um, fallen that are even looking to Mithrax for help of House Light. And we don't even see that for another, like, what, three seasons afterward. We finally start to see some some signs of light right. from, the, from them. Um, Keitel even comes to our to our doorstep and, like, offers us a seat at her table. But she's, like, under me, though. And, like, Zavala, no, all stoic <laughs> and stuff. Um, so, yeah, like, it, by by turning our darkness our our enemies away from the light there is another power source in the universe and that is the dark and entities like these that we've come across the elixir the cabal the hive if they can't get power from one from one source they're going to get it from another like that's just that's just the way that these their their species have existed for eons and well and 
fairly purely from a survival aspect too. Like, oh sure, if if they are in a a system that the things they have to defend themselves against have these grand paracausal powers, then like from their point of view, that is required. You know, you yeah. have to you have to at least have be to have able to one or the other, like some type yeah. of paracausality. You yeah. have to you have to be able to use it or wield it in order to even survive. Yeah. No, I I <laughs> nail in the head. Uh but yeah, it's 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 that's a, that's a hard thing too like to to think of like if i if i turn something away from the light and and hoard it to myself cuz humanity really has looked at that this whole time right like the traveler is sitting above our skies it's in our system it's on our planet like the traveler right. is ours like are are we really helping ourselves by hoarding it to ourselves and of course now looking forward at again this being the time of the rivals that this was written and looking at what we're at now we have an alliance we have we have the cabal on our side. We have the fallen on our side. Like the stuff that's out there that we fight are like splinter factions. Like they're nothing like the, the big threat is I, I, I think the hive and the Vex, but even the hive has, we've kind of, and I'm going to put this in quotations dealt with them. Like I think the lucent hive are, are the, are probably the more prominent threat among the hive. But even they, I think, I think, would still follow Savathun. If Savathun were to give them an order, they would follow. But again, you're talking about creatures that have been beholden to hunger for eons, for billions of years, and now they're given a choice, and they're, the only thing they know is to choose hunger. Because, again, with that idea of like, hey, I res something, but it has parts of itself part of its driving force was hunger for so long that all it knows is hunger. And there, I, I, for some reason, I remember there being a few lore entry cards of uh, Lucent Hive being risen and all they want to do is kill. They just run face first into something and they don't even like give it a second thought or a second chance or anything like that. And then the ghost rising him and going, okay, hold on a sec, buddy. We got to talk this through. And the thing going, no hunger and just runs in again, like doesn't mm-hmm. even listen to the, to the ghost that that's right there in front of him. So again, it, it I, I think that things like the hive, all, all of those have been dealt with now. And we really are kind of at the point of like the Vex is still a threat. And I put that in quotations, but the Vex have always been a threat and will always be a threat. It's just a matter of time. And we're, we're fighting like they are fighting the ultimate long game, right? Like light and darkness is like, Oh, well I'll play the long game. And the Vex is like, I'll play the even longer game. Like <laughs> I'm just going to outlive both of you. Um, so yeah. So to think that all the, all the forces there, they have to choose between one and the other. It's kind of depressing, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then for her to talk about uh, Inanna and the fact that Inanna just straight up tells her like, yeah, we're, we're trying to learn darkness. We're, we are, we are literally calls out the, the ancient Inanna, like the old, the, the story that, that was told about, the, about Inanna, like they want that. And it's like, Eris sees that and is like, no, no, no. I, 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 I don't think Eris at this point in time is um, confident in, enough in herself uh, to be yeah. a teacher. Uh, not only from this point of, from the point of view of like, can she physically do this? Can she mentally do this? Like, if someone were to to fall to darkness and it's her fault, like, would she recover from that? Like, I shoot this Eris. I don't know. Beyond light, Eris, maybe. Like, um, season of the witch. 
Eris, fuck yeah. Yes. Dude, she would she would just nom 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 nom. Yes. I yeah, I like season the witch Eris. She kicks in doors and kicks in teeth and doesn't give a shit. Um but she's she's still leery about this. And and again, for her to, you know, she's happy that she'd be alone. But then like that idea of like the the last two lines there, like the pineapples are blossoming. But now I'm curious, like, is a good thing poison? And she's all of a sudden, she doesn't want to eat them now. Like, because they were gifted to her by Anana, like, what is wrong with them? Like, she's very hesitant now against them, which is kind of sad. Because I like pineapples, and I think Eris would like them too. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it is it is interesting to see. She's She's kind of in this, like transitory state from a personality point of view where it's like she has all this information she is feeling this like maybe i could be the teacher maybe i could herald people into understanding this and by doing that also not be as alone anymore um because she has people that are interested in the work she is doing at that point but then there's still that side of her that's like no one would believe me. No one would trust me. I can't yeah. trust them. Uh, and it's as much as it's it's a fight, you know, I say fight, quote unquote, between her and Inanna in this case. It's also like a fight within herself of absolutely. Should I be allowed to have other people around? Can I allow myself that luxury? Yeah. Uh, and it, it is nice to see her go from that and grow into season of the witch where it's like, she has people that trust her implicitly. And that's the only reason why she was allowed to do her plan in season of the witch. Yeah. Uh, so that, that has been a really cool, just kind of like comparison point between where she started and where she is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It only took her what? Three years. <laughs> yeah. Four years, four years, <laughs> three years, four years. 16 well, you know. years, I don't know, however long she's been around since the original run into the Hellmouth. Personal growth takes some time. There you go. It does. Um, okay, well, that's uh, that's the end of that book. Yeah. Um, let's do some shout-outs. Absolutely. So, uh, we've got two shout-outs that we're going to go over for this episode. Uh, the first comes to us from uh, an Apple podcast review, the very kind five stars, so thank you for that. Uh, this coming to us from uh, Steel Zealot, uh, who says, Legit, one of the best nerd out podcasts I've delved into. Uh, I'm a late addition to the D2 world. Lightfall was my pick back up after D1 Holy and never shit. really got into the lore. Uh, now that I have to catch up on, buddy. Yes. <laughs> uh, now that I have found a lore outlet to binge, I can li- I literally cannot progress the mundane beer vendor life without an autopilot escape. I uh, can't wait to be caught up. Love you I, guys. I have I have this image of this Persian who's who's lit- so I I I used to work at a, at a at a gas station, and we had the beer vendors come up, and and so I I I have this image of this person in their little their little. Bud Light, smart car, because that's what that's what they all had at I think at the time were like little Chevy Sparks and Sonics and stuff, and uh, I I imagine this guy like just stop to stop, just like okay podcast, I'm gonna listen to Destiny shit for an hour until I get to the next one, and then just sitting in the parking lot like just waiting, and just like I can I can stretch this out for another hour, 
I can stretch the stop out for two hours. I just, I, <laughs> I like, I like that image and then being like, okay, now I have to go sell beer. <laughs> now I have to go, not necessarily sell beer, but like, like I have to process an order of like, oh, you're out by so many cases and you need this. And then be like, well, this is boring. All right, back to destiny now. <laughs> I like it. I absolutely love it. And thank you. Yeah, no, that's that's great. It, it is quite the leap to go from D one right into Lightfall. Uh, that's that was more the like. That, there's a lot like, there. You have got um, a lot to catch up on. <laughs> hopefully, shit. Hopefully, you're enjoying it all. I hopefully you understand a, it all. As a um, I, I guess a little bit of a, a PSA for those unaware. At the time of this uh, recording and and release, uh, Humble Bundle is currently selling all of destiny every expansion nice. everything i uh, i think i think it's like 40 bucks that's that's um, a fantastic price so i sat down and thought about it the other day of like hey somebody's like i want to get into destiny and it's like well do you want to get into destiny or do you want to get into destiny <laughs> like yeah. this these are two totally different trains of thoughts but yeah yeah, so just just as a, a shout out there for those unaware, uh, it is PC only, un- unfortunately, yeah. yep. so it doesn't a- apply to consoles. But if you joined with Lightfall and uh, are really enjoying your time with it and you want to experience some of the stuff that led up to Lightfall, that right now is the best deal to do it. Uh, yep. But yeah, so I'm glad that we can help you with that that journey from the lore side, though. Uh, the second shout out, um, comes to us from Twitter. Uh, this one from Benji, uh, who, uh, starts off with one word shout out merchandising, merchandising. Uh, I I have the bright (laughs) dawn of the underworld merchandising. I love, I love that one. I Uh, freaking love spider. It's is is best it's one of our most memorable bits that everyone keeps bringing up and I love it. I love it. Freaking love Uh, it. But they do continue and say, I listen to new episodes every week, and then I catch up on previous series when traveling. Uh, as you can tell, I've just finished History of the Elixir. Um, An amazing duo. Keep up the great work. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love all the history ones we're doing. Right now we're yeah. doing something a little bit different that's like more recent history, and we're kind of like, we have a lot more information to go off of, of what we're comparing, what we're reading versus what we can compare it to. But all those history ones of like to think through like what what happened to all these different races and and species throughout the, their their history with the light and dark um, again to finally be culminating in a few months uh, <laughs> with the final shape. Uh, it's yeah, I've, I've I've been along for the ride since uh, since Taken King. I, I I have to preface that the summer before Taken King, so I did have a, a little taste of of what vanilla d1 was like um and i'm 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 here for the long run i'm 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 on the vexus side i'm playing the long long game uh yeah yeah Yeah. well say thank you to to these two as well as everybody out there listening to us um if you like what you hear and you want to support us in some way best thing you can do is leave a review on your platform of choice uh just however many stars is is great uh, if you feel strongly enough and your platform allows it, if you want to leave a text review, we love seeing those. Uh, otherwise, you can reach out uh, on Twitter at Myths and Stories or 
uh, email at missingstories at gmail.com. A new addition to all of this is we are now also releasing content on YouTube. Uh, we're we're kind of working through the backlog on YouTube until it catches up with current episodes, and then we'll we'll be uh, updated with everything else. Um, but right now we've got uh, our history of the Awoken and our books of sorrow on there. Uh, the next series going live uh, will have already started to go live by the time this episode releases is history of the Cabal. So speaking of those history series. Uh, yeah. That is another one that's coming to YouTube for those that find that platform to be better for them. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, well, I guess I got to thank you. Um, you know what? I'm going to thank the the uns, unsung, unspoken heroes. And that's all the, all the fur babies that everyone has. Uh, I myself have several. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I've got... Uh, Cade Six and Saint Fourteen. Uh, those are my huskies. Uh, we've got Mara and Aldrin Sov. Those are our two barn cats. Uh, we have uh Shiva and Squall. So Squall, Lionheart, and Shiva. Only because I couldn't. I tried to convince my lovely fire team member and wife uh, that it should have been Renoa, uh, or at least Ultimatia or Edia, but I couldn't. Couldn't couldn't convince her of that, so <laughs> Shiva it is, uh, but Shiva fits, uh, and those are two uh, little Munchkin cats, and then we have uh, uh, Zorashia Shalashaska, uh, little little baby Zori. Uh, that's my that's my bangle, my bangle kitty. So, yeah, so thank you all, thank you all fur babies for keeping us sane, and those huskies that force me to clean the house on an hourly basis because they shed so dang much. <laughs> Is is a lot of fur to deal with, yeah. It is. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, um, myth, you got uh, you you got anything? Anything no, else? That's it. All righty. Well, then, from all of us, Lord Daddies, to all of you Guardians out there, we'll see you next time. You found your people. Guardians do love their myths and stories.